Blog Talk Radio. Oh, Nats Town. Welcome to Nats Nightly, sponsored by the District Sports page and FederalBaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball. I've got a doghouse from Federal Baseball on the line. Coming to you after a 6-1 win over the Brewers. Simple win for once. That was nice, even though the Mets are winning out in Colorado, so it's not going to mean all that much in the end. But on the mound tonight, doghouse, Joe Ross coming off back-to-back losses to the Dodgers and Giants in which he walked more batters, 5-4, to four, than he in an eight and two-thirds innings pitch than he did in his previous nine starts and 45 innings pitched. He's facing the Brewers for the second time after giving up two earned runs and eight innings in Miller Park in mid-June. Uh, Two and two on the year before tonight. Two five five ERA. One seven eight FIP. Two twenty three. Two forty two. Two ninety eight line against and twenty four and two thirds innings pitched in Nationals Park. Four scoreless on fifty pitches tonight. Real sharp early. The slider was really nice pitch tonight. Six scoreless on seventy pitches. He leaves the slider up for Chris Davis, who puts one out into the concourse in center uh, left center field for the only run he gives up five to one at that point first pitch of the seventh just got absolutely crushed but other than that joe ross just absolutely dominant on there and the mound gave the nationals just what they needed seven innings six hits one earned run allowed no walks which is key four uh, strikeouts the one home run allowed just 82 pitches to a really efficient outing sharp pitches all the way through and just uh, exactly what the nationals needed like i said no, a fantastic outing from Joe Ross. And I should say that the, the the home run he gave up there in the seventh, that was while I was getting my fourth beer uh, up at the <laughs> district draft stand on the 300th level. Uh, Mad Fox uh, Sandy Ego IPA, I highly recommend it. It's it's probably about 7 or 8%, which is why when I was leaving the game, I was about to challenge uh, Phil Wood to a fight over – yelling balk at the opposing pitcher in spite of the fact that he had not balked on the move and just doing it to heckle him, like yelling swing at the opposing pit, uh, opposing hitter, even though you didn't want him to get the hit, you were just trying to mess up his timing, you know. And because that totally worked that one time when, when, when I yelled at that, okay, well, never mind. Um, I, I'm kind of getting away from the, the subject here. Um, Joe, Joe Ross, a very good outing. Uh, and, and I gotta say, getting through seven, no walks. That's that's a, a big part of uh, of what he did tonight. He he scattered a lot of hits. Okay, he gave up the one dinger. That's that's gonna happen from time to time. Even Scherzer gives up gives up dingers. Sometimes he gives up too much dingers, and we've been seeing far too much of that recently. By recently, I mean in what the last two starts, but. Uh, for Ross to have given up a solo home run after really have, have held down a pretty good hitting offense for seven innings. And a big part of that is you don't give him any free passes, and he didn't. So good on you, Ross. I'm sorry. I've, I've forgotten. What was the question here? I, I, I should mention I've had a lot of beer tonight. Before your Phil, rage, Phil Wood rage overtakes you, what's he going to ask for next? DC guy and his friends in the 300. <laughs> his friends in the 300s to stop yelling wild pitch every time someone gets on third. But he's very <laughs> picky of hands. Taylor Youngman on the mound for the Brewers tonight. 7-4 and four and 13 starts before tonight. 2-2-3 two, two, ERA, 2-8-2 two, two, FIP, 2-18, two, 308 line against an 80 and two-thirds for the Brewers. 2011 first-round pick out of the University of Texas. One of those four losses on the year, though, came against the Nationals when they visited Miller Park in June. 
gave up seven hits, two earned runs, and five innings in that start. Tonight, Wilson Ramos lined a 2-2 curve to left in the second. Michael A. Taylor took a fastball to right over the out-of-town scoreboard for a two-run home run to put the Nats up 2-0, just the third home run uh, Youngman is allowed in 82 and two-thirds innings pitched this season, so that's kind of impressive. 5 nothing after four when Wilson Ramos with a double, Jason Worth with a single, Anthony Rendon with an RBI double, drive-in runs. Youngman's been going pretty strong so far this season, but the Nationals really put a beating on him tonight. Four innings pitch. They ran his pitch count up. A lot of long counts from the Nationals, especially the top two. Uh, Jason Worth and Anthony Rendon put together some good at-bats. Seven hits, five earned runs, three walks, five Ks. Ended up throwing 83 pitches in just four innings. And Nationals really kind of knocked him around tonight and got him out of there early. No, this, this is exactly the kind of, of, of hitting that I love to see out of the Nats, is going up there, grinding out long at-bats, making the pitcher throw to you over and over again, not going out and getting yourself out quickly, making him throw your strikes, fouling off pitches if it's stuff that you can get to, and and really making the pitcher work. And that's what they did here tonight. Uh, I was actually kind of surprised after a couple of innings. I, I looked at the scoreboard carefully and saw this guy had – an ERA in the twos, I think, like two and a half, yeah. two point two, something like that. Uh, Still two that, that the Nats six. were making him, yeah, the, and, and the Nats really made him work hard. And I, I, you know, considering all the pitchers that are guys I've never heard of who throw in the high eighties, that the Nats go out and get themselves out on like two pitches, and here there's a guy who's throwing legit mid-90s, and has had a lot of success over the season so far, or at least since he's been up, and they're making him work, they're grinding out at-bats, they're getting some runs on the board, and making him work and getting him out early. That's, uh, th- th- that's quite gratifying. I-, I would almost take credit for having willed that had I willed it at some point. What do you think of Michael Taylor with the opposite field power there? Home runs in three straight games, 13 total at this point. Finishes the night two for three, two runs knocked in, two runs scored, a walk on the night too, and just really liked the opposite field power from him. Took a fastball, a 93-94 mile an hour fastball out the other way, over the high scoreboard out there, and just really making a case for himself. Uh, we talked about this the last couple of days. If and when Denard's fan comes back, you, you imagine they're going to go with worse fan and Harper around the outfield, but they're going to have a hard time sitting Michael Taylor down right now. He's in one of those stretches where he's really swinging well and seeing the ball well at the plate. Holy cow. That's that's a tough decision right now between uh, uh, between him and, and Worth because – Okay, he's he's not a high OBP guy at this point in his career, but good golly, that power! Wow, L- looking at what he hit tonight, uh, right now it's it's anyone's guess between Harper and Taylor who's the one who's going to hit the right field concourse on the fly. You know, we're just waiting for the first guy who's going to hit it out to the middle light scoreboard area, you know, on uh, without a bounce. Um, and I think Taylor's making the argument that he's got enough power to get it out there on the fly in spite of being a righty. Yeah, I would have liked to see where that one in Colorado landed if he'd hit that in National Park. That would have been real interesting there. You're talking about the, the back of the uh, red porch seats, if not further, and that's where I think Ian Desmond hit one of the longest ones in National Park history out there. It would have been interesting. 
Jason Worth uh, wasn't in the lineup tonight when it was initially uh, announced, according to F.P. Santangelo and a few other reporters on the broadcast today. Uh, he argued his way into the lineup, essentially. He came in, said he was feeling good, and talked with Matt Williams into putting him in there. Uh, first and second, uh, no out in the first. Jason Worth, on a, after Jason Worth's single, a walk by uh, Anthony Rendon. Bryce Harper lines the center. Uh, Shane Peterson makes a diving catch, makes a strong throw to third to catch Worth trying to tag up there. I'm not sure you needed to advance unless you're going only for the sack fly there, but a nice hustle by Worth and just not quick enough to get over there. He gets thrown out trying to score at home on a Rendon double in the fourth to end the inning there. Some old man hustle from him, but uh, not enough speed from Jason Worth. It really slammed his face hard into the ground on that play at home, too. Wait until you see the replays of that. I know you were at the game tonight, but... He tried to go around the tag there and ended up face planting in the dirt at home and just really didn't look pleasant. But you like the effort by Jason Worth. And what do you think about the fact that he was able to talk his way into the lineup tonight? No, well, I, he went through for four, so it was it, it certainly wasn't wasted. Uh, you, you look at uh, what happened on the base pass. Okay, he didn't make it on the on the two plays he went for. I can't really argue against going for third on the, the uh, Harper's hit the center there because it, it took a perfect play to get him out. Okay, they made a perfect play. They got him out. It's earlier in the game. I'll give you that one. The play at home, uh, I'm not 100% on that, but okay, it was it was close enough that, you know, if, if the throw had been offline or uh, – if if it hadn't been a, a good cutoff, you know, may, maybe they don't make it. Uh, he he did certainly hit the ground pretty hard uh, when he went into home there. I, I saw him sort of standing up there halfway up the first baseline, you know, with his hands on his knees and his head down, sort of panting hard and trying to get his bearings to him again. Um, for whatever you say about Jason Worth having maybe lost his step in the field, and he certainly has, and lost his step on the base path, and he certainly has, he goes 100%. He's giving it his all. And maybe his all isn't as much as it was two years or even a year ago, but he, he's giving you 100% out there. So that, that counts for something. And, you know, if we had lost this game, maybe I'd be a little more acerbic about what that counts for. But since since the Nats came through and still won it, I'll say, all right, good for you, Jason, for going hard. Keep going hard, and uh, let, let's hope it results in, in good outcomes rather than bad ones. Yeah, I think he also has kind of that effortless approach to things that you see in some athletes sometimes that makes it look like maybe he's not hustling all the time when he's chasing down line drives in the outfield, but I've never questioned Jason Worth's approach either. I, I agree. He's always given it 100% out there, and whatever 100% of whatever he has at the moment is probably the key, especially considering what's going on right now with lack of power, with that wrist injury, another wrist injury, as we've mentioned a couple times in the last few weeks. So whatever he has, he's given it when he's out there, and I kind of like the fact that he argued his way into the lineup and then came through for that two for four, as you mentioned, RBI on the night. Still only hitting 200, though, so he's got to build up that and help the Nationals going forward. And Definitely a good sign from Anthony Rendon tonight. I don't know if you're aware of this, but he actually walked more than he struck out in college. Two walks tonight. You're kidding. Two for two, two, for two at the plate with an RBI double and a solo home run, which is really nice to see from him. Took a 1-2 fastball from David Goforth into the left field bullpen in the seventh. 
this is a guy that finished fifth in the MVP voting last year. And as I wrote here, with all due respect, you could describe him as basically a non-factor for the Nationals so far this season. He's dealt with all those injuries. Every time he seemed to be coming back early in the season, he had another problem, first the knee, then the oblique, and then the quad. He's never really been able to get started now. Matt Williams talked before the game about his timing being off and just hoping that he kind of locks in at some point and really starts turning things on offensively because he's a big part of this lineup when he's going strong. So he has a big night at the plate tonight and line drive to left for that double to drive in a run. Worst got thrown out of the home after that. But the home run to left, too, is a really good sign, seeing some of that power coming back to Rendon. Oh, absolutely. You know, we've got two walks and a double of home run. Uh I, you know, I, I'm sitting here putting up the WPA graphs every night, and Anthony Rendon has been dead last in a lot of these since, uh, mm-hmm. since the All-Star break. You know, he's had a lot of offers. He's left a lot of guys on base. But, you know, that's that's been a lot of, of hard-hit balls to the outfield, uh, a lot of fly balls to the warning track. And if, if you've got that much power, you know, eventually those balls are going to start falling or they're going to start going over the wall tonight, one fell, one went over the wall. So I, I think much as we have worried about Rendon between uh, the break and now, I think that uh, going forward, we can sit back and say, okay, Rendon's going to be all right. You know, he's going to make contact. He knows the strike zone. He has the power. He has the discipline. Uh, he's going to be okay. Um we might have some nervous moments along the way, but his hits are going to fall. His that OBP is going to come up. That slug is going to come up, and he is going to be reliable in a way that that guys like uh, <laughs> guys like Desmond, who who tease us with those little spurts of sometimes power, sometimes nothing, uh, do not. Hello, Reservoir Dog. <laughs> Reservoir Dogs moment when you said he's going to be okay. You're going to be okay, Anthony. Blam, blam, blam. Wilson Ramos at the plate, uh, two for four tonight, two runs scored, a big night from him. We've been waiting all these years to see what he can do with a full, healthy season. This is kind of not what you expected from Ramos. I'm knocking on wood as I say this, but he's been healthy so far this season, still hitting 234 on the year, though hasn't produced offensively. There's also some reports from Nationals Park that he and Jose Lobertone were out at home getting drilled at a place at the plate this afternoon. So apparently we're not the only ones, and everyone on the Internet talks about it, granted, but the Nationals are working on that with them. But a nice night at the plate from Ramos. Really squared a few balls up and hit a few hard ones. No, it, it was nice to see a, a couple of good uh, good hits out of Ramos and uh and some actual runs scored due to the hits that he made. Because you know, as, as a Nats fan since years and years ago, we've been waiting for Ramos to have that full season where he can finally show us what he can do. And what he's showing us what he can do is 200, 300, 350. Um, um, well, uh, I, I think that... Uh, I'm going to choose to believe that this is a fluke that uh, Ramos, when finally given a full healthy season, has struggled a little bit at the plate, not been able to get the ball in the air, and spent a lot of time grounding out. Is uh, Let's just call this whistling past the graveyard and, and move on to the next question. <laughs> 
I think that's it for tonight. Actually, we're out of time. And just looking at the scoreboard here, it doesn't look like the Mets are going to help anyone out tonight. 14 to 8 on the uh, night in Colorado. They're really piling oh, up on the there and doing what the Nationals were only able to do one night out there. But Maybe one day the Rockies will help or somebody will step up and beat the Mets. Nationals have to keep winning themselves, though. Tomorrow, Jordan Zimmerman on the mound against Matt Garza, 135 in the series finale with the Brewers. We'll wrap up the season series with the Brewers as well and then move on to the next one, see what they can do against San Diego. That's nightly sponsored by the District Sports page and FederalBaseball.com. 6-1 to one Nationals tonight. One more with Milwaukee tomorrow. I'll talk to you after that one, sir. Go Nets.